Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Sydney Pede and you're listening to 10 Years First Person. Well, if it feels like we've been here before, that's because we have. Melbourne has plunged into its fourth lockdown since the pandemic started at the beginning of last year. I'm joined today by Professor Nancy Baxter, the head of the Melbourne School of Population and Global Health, and you're an epidemiologist too, but also a Victorian. Can you tell me a bit about how it feels to be a Victorian entering the fourth lockdown? Um, Well, I I moved to Victoria actually on February 8th of 2020, so it may be that I I know lockdown better than I know Victoria. Honestly, it's it's challenging to think of going back into the very deep lockdown that we were in for over 100 days. Um, we're, we're very restricted in terms of the reasons that we can leave our home. Uh, you know, I, I'm fine, but I know there are a lot of people suffering uh, and uh, a lot of people wondering how they're going to care for and school their children during this time period. Absolutely. We've seen snap lockdowns happen across the country. We've had one or two here in New South Wales and Northern Beaches over Christmas. Queensland had their Princess Alexandra Hospital lockdown, Perth over Anzac Day, South Australia um, briefly in, in November last year. But it's just sort of one or two in the other states. But we're, this is number four for Melbourne. Why Melbourne? Why is this happening here? Can you provide any clarity around that? Um, you know, I mean, some of it's bad luck, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of COVID nineteen is about luck. Um, that things happen fairly randomly, and it's hard to know. You know, people can either spread to no one, um, so you can have someone with COVID nineteen who doesn't spread it to anyone, and you can have someone who spreads it to many people. These super spreader events, uh, and it's and it's very challenging to know whether it's going to be someone who spreads it to no one or whether it's someone who spread it to a lot of people. So some of this, this is random. I mean, uh, and, and based on luck, but we did make our own luck at the beginning of the pandemic. I think we had inadequate hotel quarantine and poor contact tracing and a poorly funded public health system that led to, you know, the, the second surge, the, the second wave that happened in Victoria. After that, I think that they've just been, we've just had good public health responses. People are very critical of SNAP, and lockdowns uh, in response to um, a breach of hotel quarantine. And I think this this should give everyone pause. Now, I'm not saying that we should have had a lockdown when the, the uh, traveler who, who got uh, COVID in hotel quarantine in Adelaide, I'm not saying we should have locked down Melbourne when that person was discovered. But had we done a short lockdown when that person was discovered, we might not be in this situation. Where in particular are you most worried that the spread could have gone the furthest? But we're actually at 150 sites, like some of those are private sites, but 150 sites. Uh, the most concerning Goodness. ones, however, to me in terms of the public sites are the tier one sites that, that we've, we've found in other um, countries or other jurisdictions have been associated with these so-called super spreader events where one person has given it to 20 or 30 people in the same um, location. They tend to be locations with poor ventilation, 
ones where people spend quite a bit of time, they're speaking, and particularly if they're speaking loudly or singing. So what we see is um, that there are a number of exposure sites uh, from the past few days, like clubs, restaurants, and gyms. And those we know have been super spreader events elsewhere. So those make me extremely concerned that we're going to see a number of additional cases. Do you have any sense of, of how high the numbers might get before the government and the community can start to crack down on those on those cases? Well, we'll definitely see the numbers increase. I think that um, they talked in the press conference about uh, what's probably more important than the case number is the story behind the case number. And by that, I mean, um, you know, they've identified a lot of primary contacts, secondary contacts, and even third degree contacts. Uh, and those people are testing and isolating now. So if you find additional um, cases amongst someone who basically uh, for the entire time that they're at risk of infecting other people has been in their own home, um, then the risk to the community is very low, even if the cases go up. It's more if you're finding people out in the community that you hadn't identified already as a close contact, um, that's when you have a problem. And when you think about it, you know, we've been very relaxed recently in Melbourne. People haven't been using the URL codes religiously. You know, um, so you could see easily how we may not know everyone who was at those clubs and bars and they may not be identified in these contacts. So uh, cases could come up in those people and they may not have isolated. So again, that's one of the reasons for the lockdown is then you don't have to have found those people. Those people will just not be moving. Um, so have much less chance of spreading. You mentioned before that these sorts of outbreaks is, is sheer dumb luck in a lot of circumstances. Do you think what's happening in Melbourne is a bit of a, a warning to the rest of the country to not become complacent and recognise that it's not something uh, intrinsic about Melbourne or, or necessarily the way the government's been handling it, but perhaps it could happen anywhere to anyone? We are living life as if COVID doesn't exist in Australia right now. And, and I saw it happen in Melbourne, like even after our experience with lockdown, um, people were, um, you know, going to theater, going to clubs, et cetera, and acting and behaving like, like COVID didn't exist. And so weren't even doing the basic things like using the URL codes. Um, so, and, and not getting tested even with the mildest symptoms. So I think for everyone in Australia, there are, there are things that we all need to do to be able to maintain this lifestyle that we have right now that's enviable. Like there's, there's, there are very few places in the world that are able to have this kind of way of living right now. But to protect that, people need to be serious about some things, and that includes using those URLs everywhere you go, because that makes it so much easier for the contact tracers to be able to find people. Um, and uh, you know, uh, wearing masks in certain settings like public transit in um, shared drive uh, cars, um, these are really important things. And, and, and not going out if you have symptoms and getting tested. So these are really critical things. But, you know, this is a different variant than we've dealt with before. Um, you know, we managed to, in most places, control the original variant. We had a lot more trouble when we got the UK variant, which is more infectious. But this is more infectious than the, than the UK variant. So the UK variant, they think for every person that's infected, they give it to about three and a half other people. With this variant, what they're saying is for every person infected, 
they give it to five additional people and they give it to them quickly. So, you know, usually with, with the original COVID-19 virus, it took about five to six days between when someone got it and when they passed it on. So you had some time there to find the person and to block the transmission. With this variant, it's actually one day. So there's one day between someone developing symptoms and passing it on. And so that just gives contact tracers a lot less leeway in terms of finding the, the case and preventing the transmission because you don't even have a day. Yeah, incredible and incredible work that the contract tracers are going to be having to do over the next few days. Is there any specific message to Sydney signers or Queenslanders? Um, I mean, do you see that there's any reason in particular that it's not happened as frequently in those other states? Well, I mean, there may be specific things about the weather. Um, so the more you're indoors, the more risk you are of these uh, spreading events happening. And we do have worse weather in Melbourne than elsewhere. Um, so that is one of the one of the factors that may in part explain things. Um, you know, we have a clubbing culture. Um, a lot of eating out. Um, but honestly, this could happen anywhere. And, and people may think that it's just a Melbourne problem. But I, I got to tell you, if that's your thinking, um, I, I am quite concerned that it's going to happen elsewhere in Australia. You know, you have other jurisdictions that have kept things under remarkable control. So Taiwan, Singapore, they're all now dealing with outbreaks. It only takes one small slip up, one small error to suddenly have an outbreak on your hands that's very challenging to control once it's actually you know, spread widely. Um, so you have places that were, you know, as open and free as we were and had had even less community transmission, had experienced less of it than we have, that are now uh, in, in crisis. Absolutely. Professor Nancy Baxter, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. <laughs> 